Hey everyone, it's Pastor Brandon here, and I'm so excited to do the intro for this new series I'm going to be doing. It's going to be 14 weeks, and each week we're going to discuss one of the 14 declarations of faith of the Church of God denomination. Because we here at North Point, we're a part of the Church of God denomination, and it's a great thing, and we have great theology and great beliefs that we really subscribe to, and as a body, I think it's important to know what we're a part of. So I just want to break down these 14 declarations of faith, these pillars of beliefs we as a denomination have, the- theology that we believe, and so these next 14 weeks, I'm really excited to break them down with you, and this is Declaration 2, so let's get into it. Hey everybody, it's Pastor Brandon, and I'm so excited for week two of our podcast about what we believe. I think week one was so awesome, and it's it's just a great time to talk about our beliefs and really submit ourselves further in what we believe, because it's so important if we want to spread the gospel effectively and be effective Christians, we have to truly know what we believe and what we're talking about. I mean, if people are going to ask us questions, we have to have at least some answers, right? So I want to get into our second declaration. But before I do that, I want to do a quick recap of our first declaration, um, which was that we believe in the verbal inspiration of the Bible, which means the Bible's words are literally breathed by God. That means the Holy Spirit sent those words to the authors, and then they wrote down the words that God gave them. We believe that our Bible is holy scripture. It's living words. It is the literal, physical words of God, and that it is truly of divine nature, nature, that it is truly a revelation and knowledge from God straight to his children. Um, it, it's kind of self-explanatory, but it's so important on how we view the Bible and how we view what it says. That means if it's truly holy inspired and truly straight from God, we can't change it. We can't change what it says or the meanings. When we read it, we have to interpret it literally, uh, for correct hermeneutics, or I'd say consistent hermeneutics, which is how you interpret the Bible for, For us to believe that it's wholly inspired, that it's straight from God, that means we can't take some portions of it metaphorically and not literally. It's all literal because it is all literally the words of God straight from God. Every single word in that Bible on those pages are God's words. They're not changing They don't change. What it says doesn't change. It's not progressive. It's not ever changing. It is the same. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And today, those words mean the same as they did a thousand years ago and a thousand years from now. All right, that's enough review, I think. Um, If you missed last week's podcast, please go back and be sure to listen to it and get some more information about that belief. But today, we're going to talk about Declaration 2, which is we believe in one God eternally existing in three persons, namely the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So this is the Trinity. We are a Trinitarian church, as in we believe in the Trinity, and we have scripture to back that up. In fact, there's tons of scripture. But I'm going to start with John chapter 14, verses 25 through 26, out of the New Living Translation. And it reads, I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. 
But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and and will remind you of everything I have told you. Now, that's Jesus talking, telling us about the coming Advocate. What is an Advocate? I, I like to think of a brand ambassador, you know, us us 21st century people who use Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok even, we see people who are sponsored by companies to talk positively about that company. And that's kind of like what the Holy Spirit does for us. I know that's a really silly example, but it's one I use with my teens all the time. It's how God sent the Holy Spirit to build us up, to equip us, to make us better, to rally on our behalf as an advocate for us. The Holy Spirit is here to equip us and teach us and bring revelation to us. And they, all of that revelation that the Holy Spirit will give always confirms things that Jesus talked about, always confirms things the Bible talked about. If, if the Holy Spirit, you think, tells you something that goes against the Bible, I promise you that is not the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will never go against what God is saying. So I want to ask a question, and that question is, who is God? What are the characteristics of God? I want you to just sit and focus on that for a second. Just chew on that for a little bit. That's a big question, saying, asking who is God, trying to answer that. But there is biblical uh, evidence about the characteristics of God. And there are three eternal and unchangeable personal distinctions in the Godhead. Now, what do I mean by the Godhead? That is the Trinity. So the Godhead is three unchangeable personal distinctions and eternal ones. And that is the person of God, the Father, the person of God, the Son, and the person of God, the Holy Spirit. Now, the Father is different from the Son. And they are both different than the Holy Spirit. But get this, they all three coexist as one God, each with different qualities, but each the same in substance and all equal in power, glory, and honor. I'm going to give you another simple example, but I think the simple examples are the best because it breaks it down in a way that we can understand. So I want to look at water, right? So H2O, it appears in three different forms. Each of them have their own unique characteristics and uses, and yet they're all H2O, one thing in three forms. So what are those three forms? It's liquid, water, in its wet and fluid state, used to quench thirst, feed plants, wash things, etc. I mean, water has so many uses. We all know water in H2O in its liquid form. I'd say that's the used the most. But then we have its solid form. Water, it freezes to ice. And that's used to cool things. I mean, that makes sweet tea the best thing ever is a big old iced cup of sweet tea. Without that ice, that sweet tea is not nearly as good. So that that frozen water is still water, but it's in a completely different form. And it also is used to preserve. I mean, freezers and ice really preserve food and keep things fresh for us. And then we have that third form, which is steam. Water at the gas phase created when water is boiled and it that's used to power engines that's used in so many other things and water all the same thing just in different forms of that same thing 
Now, you and I, we live in a three-dimensional world. All physical objects have a certain height, width, and depth. One person can look like someone else or behave like someone else. Heck, they can even sound like someone else. But a person cannot actually be the same as another person. They are distinct individuals. And that's what's so beautiful because God is different. God, however different than us, lives without the limitations of this three-dimensional universe. He is a spirit and he is infinitely more complex than we are. That's why Jesus the Son can be different from God the Father and yet they're the same. The Bible clearly speaks of God the Son God the Father, and God the Holy Spirit, but emphasizes that there is only one God. Let's look at it, at it from math, which is never really a sentence I say because math is awful, and I really don't like it, but, but this is a fun equation right here. So if we were to use math, it, you know, here's a simple one I think we can understand. One plus one plus one in our world equals three, but with God, it's one plus one plus one equals one. God is a triune God. Now that's a fancy word, so let's break down what it means. The term triune, that's a, a big Bible word, but, but let's see, the first part of it is tri, which means three. And then the second part, yun, is short for unity, which is meaning one. Unity is more than one thing becoming one. So, tri plus unity, that equals the Trinity. And it is a way of acknowledging what the Bible reveals to us about God, that God is yet three persons who have the same essence of deity. Three in one. It's such a beautiful thing that nothing else in our whole universe can replicate, not to the extent that God is. And from the very beginning, we see in the Bible God as a Trinity. That's right. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible uses the term Elohim, which is refers to God actually as a plural word for gods. Elohim is plural, which many biblical scholars believe to be a representative of the Trinity. And I could tell you I'm in that group of thinking that from the start, God revealed his nature. First book of the Bible, first chapter of that book, first book, verse of that book, Elohim, gods in one God, as in the Trinity, three in one. Let's read Genesis chapter one, verse 26. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. I think there's a reason that us is there, because God is three while simultaneously being one. You see a mixture of plural and singular pronouns throughout the Bible, which is another case, I think, early Bible or early in the Bible for the Trinity. When Moses asked God for his name, God replied, I am eternally existing. Jesus used the same phrase numerous times. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So let's turn to John chapter 8, verses 52 to 58. Out of the NLT translation, it says, 
The people said, Now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died. But you say, Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus answered, If I want glory for myself, it doesn't count. But it is my Father who will glorify me. You say he is our God, but you don't even know him. I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. But I do know him and obey him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He said it and was glad. The people said, You aren't even 50 years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was born, I am. Wow, that's powerful. Abraham is mentioned in Genesis thousands of years before Jesus came to earth. Yet Jesus said of himself, before Abraham was born, I am. The Jews understood fully what Jesus was saying because they picked up stones to kill him for blasphemy, claiming to be God. But Jesus has always existed. This came up time and time again, though. Jesus was so clear about his unique relationship with the Father, and this is why the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath, but he called God his Father, thereby making himself equal with God. They really didn't like that. But for all eternity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have always been in relationship and communication with each other, yet not as three gods, but as one triune God. Now, the doctrine of the triune nature of God is so important. When we realize and practice the equal divinity of each the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we are truly empowered as Christians and far more effective. We can't have one without the other, and we should never try to have one without the other, because when we do that, we limit the power of God and the power we can have in ministry here on earth. Matthew 28, 19, one of my favorite verses is one I share with the youth, I swear, on a weekly basis, and that is the Great Commission. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Even in the Great Commission, we see Jesus stressing the importance of God's triune nature and how we as Christians are supposed to employ all three persons of God. Without all three, we will never be effective. And there's too many churches that take the third name out of the equation. They take the third personhood of God out. And that's the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We can't have Jesus without God or without the Holy Spirit, because all three of them are one. They exist as one God. And I could tell you, I think our Christian ministry effectiveness kind of depends on our belief in the Trinity. And I like to relate it another simple example as driving a car. 
Because, I mean, I think we've all driven a car, right? If you are over the age of, what, 15, you've driven a car. And we can't really go anywhere in the United States without a car these days. But ministry needs every aspect and of the Trinity, and driving a car needs every aspect of these three things. So first, we have the car itself, which I think I kind of equated to the Father. So without the car... We aren't even capable of going anywhere. And without the Father, we can't even call ourselves Christians. We need God. God is our car. <laughs> don't, don't quote that one out of context. God is so much more than a car. But in this, in this example, God is, the Father is the car. And second, we have the keys, which I believe can equate to the Son. Without the keys, we can't gain access to starting the car. And without Jesus, we can't gain access to the Father to be Christian. Because to come to the Father, we go through Jesus. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Everyone must go through him to get to the Father. Now, thirdly, we have the gas, which I think is the Holy Spirit. And listen, you can, you can unlock the car with those keys. You can sit in the car. You can enjoy the leather seats of the car. You can you can do so many things just sitting in the car. But I can tell you that car will not go anywhere if it does not have gas. You're not even able to start the car without gas. If you're if you're on a full empty tank of gas, you're not going to go anywhere. You may start it a little bit, but it's not going to run for very long, and you certainly aren't going to move an inch. You're going to stay right there where you started. And I think when we try to go through ministry and through our Christian lives without the Holy Spirit, yeah, we're saved. And yeah, we'll probably go to heaven. But you're not going to do effective ministry. And you're not going to grow. You're not going to move an inch. You're going to sit in that car parked in the garage, and you're never going to drive. And you're certainly never going to get any passengers in the car. I can tell you I've never want to, you know, I never ask for a ride from anyone who doesn't have gas because they're not going to take me anywhere. We're not going to be able to pour into other people's lives without the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We need all three of these things to work. We need that that car, right? That's the initial thing. That's the Father. We need God. But we can't get to God without Jesus. So we can't unlock the car without the keys. And we're not going anywhere without gas. We need the Holy Spirit. And all three of those things, all three of those personhoods are our one God. How amazing is that? I, I, you, I know it's a podcast, so you can't see me. You can't see the big smile on my face. It's just so cool to think about the majesty of our God. I was talking about on Sunday, we, with my youth, we, we went over, went, re-went over the Christmas story. And I talked about how sometimes we just need to recultivate the awe and wonder of God. That wonder we feel in our heart of God. And I could tell you, anytime I talk about the Trinity and the triune nature of our God, I really feel wonder. Because that's so amazing. 
And that's so special. Well, guys, that's about all I have on this Declaration of Faith. I I really could talk a lot longer, but I kind of wanted to keep these podcasts a bit more succinct and a bit more on the 15 to 20 minute side. And I I think I reached that that, uh, time limit. But I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm so excited for week three. All right. God bless. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us with our second week of the podcast. It was so awesome to talk about the Trinity and who God is and the personhood that he is because he is a triune being and he is a triune God. And it's so exciting to talk about the majesty of our Trinity, of our God in three persons. And next week, we're going to be going on to Declaration 3, which is a big theological statement. And it's, we believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of the Father, conceived of the Holy Ghost, and born of the Virgin Mary. That Jesus was crucified, buried, and raised from the dead. That he ascended to heaven and is today at the right hand of the Father as the intercessor. I'm super excited to break that one down and talk about some core beliefs that we as Church of God have. So, tune in next week, and thank you for tuning in today. Have a great week.